This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number three. Time for our Monday Mortgage Minute. Kurt Rogers from Affordable Interest Mortgage joining us now. Kurt, welcome, sir. How was your weekend? My weekend was fine. My wife and I took it off, went up to Vail. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Good job. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Vail and the fact that their prices always do very well and hardly ever depreciate, although most of Colorado can kind of experience or probably can experience the same thing, what are your thoughts there? Thoughts are right now uh, on home depreciation or appreciation. You constantly hear the naysayers saying, well, homes are going to depreciate. They're not going to depreciate. When you look at the numbers, everywhere you look, there's not enough home to meet the buyers. Talk to anybody you know that's looking at a home, and they're telling you that they've been looking for four, five, six weeks, and they're getting bidding wars. There's just not enough home. It's not enough inventory. No. That's right. And, and, and again, the feds, given what they did with rates, which we'll talk about that in a moment, but given what they've done with rates and the fact that a lot of people have very low rates on the home they have now, and if it's a home that, by the way, they maybe bought a little more home than they even thought they needed because the rates were so good, which, by the way, we've not even talked about, Kurt, but I think a lot of folks even did that to where they could sit in a home for quite some time. They don't really care what's happening right now. They don't need to move, and they're just going to sit tight, and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, there's just nothing out there. And then everybody's saying, well, I'll wait till the rates go down before I do something. Does that mean there's going to be more homes available on the market when the rates go There'll down? There'll be less. No. There's going to be less. It's going to get worse. It, it will be better. worse, not better. It will actually, in my opinion, and you could tell me because you're the expert on this, but if we get anywhere close to even the 5% range, you're going to have bidding wars again, more than you have now. No. Yeah, much worse than you have now. And it's it's just the numbers don't justify what's going on when you hear people talk all this negative. Homes are appreciating right now. They're running at about 0.7.8% per month for the year. They're running up. Right now they're up about 5% for the year, mm-hmm. projected to be 8 to 10%. When everybody says they're going to be down, those numbers are going up. And, Kurt, I've lived here long enough, and you have as well. I mean, I've been in Colorado my entire life, and I can remember times where – we had half, I'm not joking, half the population in this Denver Front Range area than we have right now. You could drive around to multiple, not one, multiple different neighborhoods, and you could go to almost any block and see two, three, four for sale signs on any given block and drive up and down, up and down, and see that all over the place. I haven't seen that, Kurt, in a very, very, very long time, actually since about 2008, to be exact. You're correct, and right now the homes that are sitting for any length of time or ones that, that haven't been upgraded, ones that need work. Or they're overpriced. They're, yeah, they're, and yeah. 
I saw one the other day that it was it needs about sixty thousand dollars worth of recon, and they're asking seventy thousand over market. Right. That's why that house is going to sit for a while, because it doesn't take much to figure that part of it out. Again, you still, we talk about this all the time, you still got to be in the right market, be priced correctly, know what's going on, have a good realtor, all those different things come into play, Kurt. But if you if you price your home correctly and things have been done properly, your appreciation is going to be there. Thank you. That then becomes the real issue is can you find some other place to live without without exiting the state. Good stuff. We'll talk more as we always go through the month and then get you back on on your Thursday. Speaking of back on tomorrow, Haystack Help Radio. Haystack Help Radio on Tuesdays. You take over that hour from noon to one. What are you doing tomorrow? I've actually got a the doctor off from Inspire. Inspire is that breathing apparatus where they actually oh, yes. put the device in you. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Nice. So instead of the CPAP, you do that instead. Yeah. Awesome. Kurt, as always, appreciate you very much. Thanks, John. You Take bet. Care. Have a great night. That's Affordable Interest Mortgage. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. With the Feds continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by door. Equal credit lender. Geno's Auto Service still using that air conditioning, of course, because it's like 82 degrees out right now as we speak, so you still need that. And Geno's can help you with that, plus much more. Geno's Auto Service. Don't forget, Geno starts with a J. That's genosautoservice.com. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000 miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. All right, up next, group insurance analysts. Anything you need when it comes to insurance, they are a broker. They'll work for you and for you, or sorry, for you and your behalf. Find them today by going to e-gia.com. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance 
can help you navigate the maze of Medicare options so that you get the right plan to fit your needs and at the best premium. GIA never charges fees and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Receive the local hands-on service that you don't get with a call center or online, whether it is a Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplements, a standalone prescription plan, long-term care, or final expense insurance. GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, 303-423-0162, or go online to e-gia.com. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Joe, what's going on, sir? John, going back to Internet scams, did, are you familiar with or did you get a chance to read the uh, article I sent you on the grandparent scam? No, but I've talked about that one in the past. I mean, AI is even making that worse. Yeah, I've gotten those calls twice. And for those listeners who aren't familiar, particularly older, if you're old enough to have grandkids, uh, this happened to me twice only. I'll get a call from somebody saying, Grandpa, go, who is that? Oh, it's your grandson. I said, and right away, I, I'm, I don't believe it is. So uh, first thing I'll do is call him by some, so let's say my grandson's name is Bob. And I'll say, well, Frank, you know, how come you're calling right. him? And Frank isn't his name. And if he keeps on going, and like, here's the last thing. Well, I'm down in Fort Lauderdale with some friends, and I got into an accident with my car. And when the cops came, it turned out my insurance was lapsed. And, and so I was, they've arrested me for driving, having an accident with un, unregistered, un, uninsured car. Mm-hmm. And it's the $5,000 bond. And I don't have, and the bail bondsman's here, and and uh, he said it's ten percent cash bond. I don't have five hundred bucks on me, you know. And then, right. you know, and blah, blah blah. And then he'll put the bail bondsman on the phone. The guy said, "Well, look, I don't take, you know, I don't take uh, Mastercard or Visa, but I." He said, "But I'll take uh, a gift card for five hundred bucks." Uh-huh. And, you know. And so they want me to run out to uh, to the Walgreens or Walmart. And they'll even and ask you to do, you know, Western Union or whatever. That's the other part of the scams. You know, you name it, they'll try to get what they can out of you. Yeah, the ten, so the ten percent cash yep. bond. Yep. So, and I just sent you. I don't know if you want to post it, but I mean, there's dozens and dozens. The one I sent you from the Minnesota. Minnesota and and that's you know I've, what I've told people in the past, and folks listening, please believe me when I say this. That's why it's important for you to have what I call a safe word in your family, whereby you'd say, "Okay, so Frank, you know, Frank, tell me what what's our family safe word." Well, that guy's not going to have the foggiest idea what that is, Joe. So, again, there's really easy ways to tell. But for folks that don't know how this works, I think those are really important things to have done. And, and by particularly if you call him Frank and his name is Bob, and if he keeps right on That's talking. right. That's right. <laughs> which, which is what I do. I always call him by the wrong name. And, and but but some of these, you know, Joe, man, they again, don't they research. can get sophisticated yep. AI and so on. They can make it sound really, really legit. It's imperative you know what's going on before you send anything. Uh, yeah, don't ever send, don't ever send gift card. Well, well, how come you didn't call your folks? Well, I tried calling mom and dad, and they're not answering their phone, and they must mm-hmm. be, you know, out of state or somewhere. You know, all these excuses why they're calling you and not mom and dad. So. All right, so shifting gears, I was going to talk about this anyway. Since you're here, Joe, I'll ask you as well. Homelessness, it's getting to be a problem everywhere. It's a problem here. It's a problem in, I'm sure, Jersey. It's a problem really in pretty pretty much every major, especially blue city in the nation. It's getting to be bigger and bigger and bigger. How do you fix that? Uh, I mean, there's not a one-word answer. I get that. But, you know, what are some of the things that can happen to fix that? Well, you know, John, I, I think what, what what you do is you have, and the courts have ruled, by the way, that you can't arrest people if there's no alternative. 
But if there's shelter space available, they can be arrested, you know, for first. So you can pass laws against sleeping on the sidewalk, you know, um, or you can have, you can have laws saying, you know, between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, you can't lie down and you can't sit, sleep, lie down between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. Now the courts have said. Um, you can't enforce that if there's no other place for those people to go. But I think if you were to build shelters, let's say you build a shelter out in, out by, um, what's that little airport out by DIA? Um, oh, well, yeah, it used front, to be Front, front Range, front, but yes. Front, yeah, Front Range Airport. So, you know, if you build a barracks-type housing out there, John, uh, and by the way, let me just put something in perspective. HUD, Housing Urban Development, estimated it would cost – $20 billion to ha- per year to house every homeless person in the country. Do you know how much money we spent to Ukraine in the last, in the oh. last uh, tw- oh. $240 billion. Yeah. We could have housed every yep. homeless person Good in this point. country for the next decade. And provided them all the mental health you know, care they needed as well, Joe. Right. So, uh, so here, here are my solution. Number one, I would make sure we had all the barrack-style housing necessary, but have it Available, you know, not not where it's within walking distance of right. downtown. Denver. So you're you're busing them out to it and so on, right? Right, and you're out there. In fact, we got you got a soup kitchen out there. There's showers. There's hot and cold running water. You know, there's a nurse practitioner on mm-hmm. call. You know, mm-hmm. to take care of your medical needs. Now, if you're now coming back and sleeping on the streets, we're going to arrest you and throw your butt in jail. So um, that's what I would do, and I think sooner or later. People would get tired of yeah, The other thing I was saying earlier that I would do, personally, in fact, that's one of the first things I think you could do right now is make it really, a, and I don't know if you could do this statewide or not, probably could, and you'd have to get together with all of your mayors and city councils and so on, but I would make it illegal to panhandle on any street corner, period. Absolutely not. You're not allowed to do it. And I would also do this. If you're a motorist handing dollars out and a policeman sees that, you also could have a ticket issued, not just the person receiving it, but the person giving it as well. John, I couldn't agree more, and I've never given that money. I'll tell you what I have done. Uh, for a while I was driving by here in New Jersey. There was a place where I drive by, and there was a guy, a you know, big sign, Vietnam vet. Well, right. the guy was old. I mean, he looked to be 70-something. And I would stop by, you know, Wendy's for lunch where they had these two-for-one deals. I would do the two-for-one. I'd say, put them in separate bags. And I'd drive by, and I'd roll down the window. And I'd hand him the other bag. And he was always very appreciative, John. Nice. So, uh, but I never gave money. I'll give no, food. Yeah, but yeah money, money is not the answer, as you know. Money's not the answer. But I would make it, you know, Benjamin Franklin said something about poverty, that I'm all for doing good for the poor, but we shouldn't make poverty comfortable. We should make poverty uncomfortable. So you don't want to uh, be in it. Right. So you don't want to be, you know. And um, so I would say, you know, we shouldn't make homelessness, you know, we shouldn't make it convenient. We shouldn't make it comfortable. Um, and I would say, you know, let's let's move it out, you know, out by. Uh, oh, you're you not know, the only by one, by the way, that's ever said that. You know, there's several in, several listeners that I've heard from that feel the same way you do that you could put some sort of a shelter system. And by the way, folks listening, we don't have to spend a boatload of money on this. And, you know, there are these things called, um, you know, the, these these quick buildings that you put up. You know what I mean by that clear span and so on, Joe, where you could put up a barrack-style system whereby these things, there's nothing super comfortable about them. You might keep the temperature in the winter above 50 degrees or so, and you make these things, to your point, as uncomfortable as possible, make sure there's bathrooms and the like, and the basic needs are met and so on, Joe. But, you know, th- these guys are living out on a street corner underneath a newspaper at times. It's still better than that. Uh, and by the way, you're right. And by there are portable shower trailers. You know, down in the oil field, John, they have these uh, portable shower trailers. 
So you can have a you can, you can do all shower. sorts of things like that, Joe. Point being, don't make these things the Taj Mahal because then they don't ever want to leave. You need to make these things as as how should I say this? Where if you had to stay in them, you would, but you're not going to want to live there forever. Right. You got no TV, no internet. That's right. You got it's it's minimalist. And by the way, uh, tonight on just coincidentally on the news tonight, New York City, they, they've run out of hotel rooms. So what they're now doing now, Randall's Island is an island in the East River between Brooklyn and Manhattan. It's and it's got soccer field after soccer. They they've converted to like a sports complex. Okay. They are taking all the soccer fields, and there's like six of them, and they're converting them into a tent city for the homeless people, for a homeless male, not, not homeless, uh, male, male immigrants, male illegal immigrants, males only, and it's going to be on cots under a tent, but they basically deprive the community, and right now it's the height of the soccer season, and coming right. in full. So they've taken every soccer field on Randall's Island and converted it into a tent city, wow. or they're in the process of converting wow. it into a tent city. Talk about some some. Uh, can I can I say the p word? On, uh, these are ticked uh, off. These are ticked off taxpayers. Let's say that ticked off taxpayers and parents because their kids are not going to yep. be able to play soccer. And by um, the way, don't blame them. Those are their dollars being used for something they weren't intended for. Right, and I don't know what they're going to do come winter if they're just going to keep them in the tent city. But tent cities are great, but I wouldn't put them on prime real estate in the middle right. of the East River. Here, this will, you'll find this interesting. This came in from somebody that knows about homelessness, says, being I'm an electrical contractor, I follow a lot of electrical contractor stuff on Instagram, Facebook, and so on. Been seeing a lot where the unhoused are splicing into power of streetlights, running cords to their encampments in places like California. They'll straight up plug into an outside building or a house, and then you can't cut them off. So you better have a breaker to turn that outside breaker, you know, that outside plug off unless you want them pilfering your electric. Absolutely. So for yep. those of you listening, if you're in an area where that's a possibility, uh, that should be looked, you know, or put a lockbox on it, something along those lines to where they're not able to access that power. Yeah, the creativity of, of people, John, is, you know, what's the necessities of mother invention. Yep. You know, when they want electricity, they want to run an electric heater, they want to charge something up, they're going to find a way, you know, to, to get what they need. And yeah, and the best way to do that, again, is to stop them from doing that in the first place. Couldn't agree more, but John, you got to get. But the, how, you got to ask yourself: How come Denver doesn't have a law saying it's illegal to sleep on any public property between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m.? Good point. It's a simple law, Good and point. It, it, you know. Um, so, okay, you want to be homeless? Be homeless, but you can't sleep. You can't sleep on a park bench. You can't sleep on the grass yep. between 11 o'clock at night and 6 o'clock in the morning. Good point. And if you do, we're going to throw, you're going to throw your butt in jail. I'll leave it so. at that, Joe. Perfect. Appreciate that very much. Thanks for, thanks for chiming in. And, yeah, folks, again, as I said earlier in the last hour, I'm not against a homeless person in general. I'm against the whole idea of it because my brain can't comprehend it in the first place. You know, if you want something in life, especially in the United States of America— you do what you need to do to work harder to achieve it. It's really that simple in the United States of America. Anybody can achieve things in this great country, even to this day. It's just a matter of work. And do you want to outwork the next person? And standing on a corner with a cardboard sign, sleeping in a tent on the side of a road or on a highway or a park, to me, that is just not any kind of a life whatsoever. There's better lives, or there's a better life out there. Now, I also understand, and some people, some folks, some of you have texted in about, you know, what we do when it comes to mental health in this country. We spend all, and I said this earlier, we spend all sorts of money 
and all sorts of other places. As Joe even mentioned a moment ago, we can spend we can spend literally billions of dollars on a foreign country every single year, but yet we can't take care of some of those that live here. And and folks, I also understand. I've got a. Uh, I think I told you guys this on air before. I've got one of my doctors at a, at a particular place I go to, and he's just buying his first home using the VA program to do so. Great guy, by the way. I always enjoy talking to him when I go in and see him. But And he's not in charge of things here. He's just you know one of the assistants that's in this particular practice. But we talk every time he's in, and when he told me last time he was buying a house, I congratulated him and told him how great it was and so on. And, and I'm telling you this story to tell you that there is hope for these individuals. So this particular individual is a vet from Afghanistan, much like my boy. And when he came back, he had no feelings from his legs down. Now, he could walk. He just couldn't feel anything. So he struggled to walk and do things and do things that the rest of us are able to do. He's essentially disabled to get that disability handled through the VA and to the point where when he came back, he was homeless, had no family, had no place to go. He literally lived on the streets for X amount of time until he could get himself back on track. Fortunately for him, he had some medical training and was a medic in in the uh, military, was able to put those to use here, got hired eventually and, you know, made something out of himself. He's now buying a house and he's doing very well and he doesn't want anybody's pity. That's not what vets do. He's not that individual at all. But I tell you that story to say that there are some stories like his where not every single homeless person is a complete deadbeat. No, there are some stories like the one I just mentioned where folks need a hand up and they need some help. And in this particular case, he didn't need a lot. He just needed a little bit of of support to get where he needed to go, and he's doing fine today. Again, buying a house and doing great. And at the same time, as a country, we let him suffer as a vet, in my opinion, far too long. And that is a failure of the system when it comes to these folks coming back home and not doing the things necessary to help them achieve the things that, frankly, we owe them. In that case, yes, we owe them. So tell you that story to tell you that not every homeless person is what you think, although I will say, and I've met some of these individuals, there's a lot of them that enjoy the life they're in. Susan called in earlier in the, in the, three, in the, in the 3 o'clock hour, sorry, 4 o'clock hour, and we talked about that, and there are some of those individuals, I've talked to them on air here, I've interviewed some of them, where they enjoy the lifestyle. They have no accountability, they don't have to get up at a certain time, they don't have to go to work, they can still collect a pretty good paycheck by standing on a corner. At the end of the day, they're not doing so bad. And frankly, I'm wondering who's laughing all the way to the bank more, them or us. And there are some that enjoy that. Now, to me, that is still not a life. I, I don't want that life. I would never want that life. Uh, I think I've said it many, many times on air, but I'll keep saying it. The way I was raised, there's two things in life that I hold very near and dear outside of my faith, of course, but two things I hold very near and dear. I want a roof over my head at all times, and I don't want to go to jail. Now, I get it. When you go to jail, you get a roof over your head, but I, I, I do not ever want to wind up in jail ever. There's something about looking through those bars from the inside out that does nothing for me. Abs actually, it does do something for me. It scares me to death. I don't want to be that guy. Maybe it's the way I was raised. I don't, I, I'm one of those guys. Maybe some of you are as well. 
I don't like going to the DMV to renew my license. I feel guilty just walking in the place for some reason. Even though I shouldn't, I do. I don't like jury duty. I don't like going to the court. I don't like being around that. I guess because in a lot of cases, that's where the jail is. I want to be as far away from jail as possible. That's me. Charlie's in here agreeing with me. I guess it's just the way I was raised. I don't know. But I want to be as far away from jail as I possibly can be. I don't want to be on the same grounds. That's me. So when it comes to all the things I'm talking about with homelessness, it's just not in my DNA. I will do every single thing I possibly can to avoid that. Because to me, that is just, that would have, for me personally, that's the ultimate agony you could ever imagine. I just, in my mind, I cannot comprehend that. So I, it's the reason why I'm not gifted or able to do things in that world others that are gifted to do could. I can't wrap my head around it at all in the first place. So I really struggle with that because I'm like the vet that I was talking about earlier. I would do every single thing I possibly could to get out of that situation. I would not want to be there and wallow around in it. It's just not who I am. I could not handle that mentally in my world. Now, I also know, for the most part, some of you may disagree, but I'm a mentally stable person, I think. Some of you may disagree, but I think I'm a mentally stable person. I can reason. You know, I can do math and figure certain things and work and provide value and do all the things that I try to do on a daily basis so I'm not in that position. And I understand when you're in a mental position that doesn't allow you to do that, it can wreak havoc. And I get that. I also understand addiction can wreak havoc. I, 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 my problem is, and I've talked to Charlie about this off air, I struggle with the whole addict thing because I'm not that guy either. I, I'm not addicted to drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or any of those sorts of things. It's just not, I guess, who I am. I, I, again, I guess because of how I was raised. So I struggle with all of that because I don't understand how that works. It's why I don't work in those fields. All of us are gifted to do certain things. That's not my gift, and I know that. And I'm not against anybody that's struggling with those things. I'm just not the guy to turn to because I'm just, I'm not that guy. I don't know how to deal with that very well. So I, I do, though, understand that there's a lot of that world where the addiction is hard. And it grabs people, and it hangs on to them, and, and, it, and it grips them to a point where it controls their entire life. And I understand that's hard to break free from. And I've seen some of the you know, movies and TV shows, and when we were kids, they would do different things along those lines. When Charlie and I were younger, they'd play things on TV and Scared Straight and all those sorts of things we'd watch. And I guess I saw enough of that growing up. I didn't want to take part of any of that. So anyways... Absolute electrical, plumbing, heating, and air is coming up next. Speaking of power and the stealing of, and you may live in a part of town to where you're like, you know, I never thought about that. Somebody could come along and steal my power really easily. Maybe I should protect that. Absolute could help you with that, by the way. Find him at klzradio.com. Your air conditioner is costing you a fortune, and Denver is the perfect climate for quiet, cool, attic, and whole house technology so you can save money and enjoy a cool home. Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air is now your source for quiet, cool technology. With a quiet, cool whole house or attic fan, 
you can use the cool evenings and mornings to your advantage by pulling the cool air in and pushing the hot air out, giving you a lower baseline temperature to start with and ensuring that your expensive air conditioner isn't doing all the work. The U.S. Department of Energy calls quiet cool fans the most cost-efficient way to cool any home. Don't sweat your way through the summer this year or pay a fortune to run your air conditioner. Get a quiet cool attic or whole house fan installed with absolute electrical plumbing, heating, and air today. KLZ listeners can save $300 on a quiet cool installation. Just go to klzradio.com absolute and fill out the short form. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith wants to help you with your financial future. We talked to Al at 3 o'clock, by the way. He's got a great guest coming on, by the way. Somebody that used to be on the Federal Reserve. And uh, uh, they would love to actually listen into that show on Wednesday from 2 to 2.30. So be sure to, t- be sure to take that in if you get a chance. Golden Eagle Financial. Find him at klzradio.com. You've been saving diligently for years without the help of an advisor like Golden Eagle Financial. So why should you start now? Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that when your nest egg is small, you can get by with an automated service or app. But as your savings grow, you need a trusted personal advisor like Al to help you navigate difficult market conditions. Golden Eagle Financial Plans can make up to 20% more than automated services on average, meaning you'll create more income when you need it. Al Smith's 30 years of experience has taught him how to keenly watch the market, and it tells him when it's smart to make a move based on your risk tolerance. You need Golden Eagle Financial to make objective calls on your assets and protect your nest egg in the smartest, most thoughtful way. Don't take your retirement plans into your own hands. Trust the experience of Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and protect your future by going to klzradio.com money today. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. High five plumbing, folks. Again, make sure that you're dialed in when it comes to all of your plumbing needs, especially as we head into these uh, fall and winter months. High five can do that for you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High five plumbing has made convenience for their customers a top priority. High five maintains a well-stocked inventory readily available for their technicians at all times. So the technician who comes out to help you remains at your home to complete the project the same day. On the rare occasion they need a part, another team member will bring the part to them, leaving no more I'll be back in three hours visits. On top of that, their window for service is only two hours, respecting your valuable time and notifying you when they are on the way. High Five Plumbing also offers weekend appointments and evening appointments to meet your busy schedule. High Five makes every effort to make your plumbing experience convenient and hassle-free. You can call or email to schedule your plumbing services with High Five. You want a company who makes your time their priority. So call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or just go to klzradio.com slash plumbing today. My ceiling is raining because the bathtub just ain't draining. Call High Five for this. Call High Five for this. All right, Dr. Scott, new uh, with us here on KLZ Rush to Reason. He's been on the program a couple of times now and I've been to his clinic and just a joy to be around. He is a board-certified internal medicine doctor, would love to help you with all of your medical needs. And if you want something that's different than what you've experienced with your typical insurance company and big pharma, 
Dr. Scott's the answer. Call him today for an appointment, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Plumbing, Heating, and Air. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. We talked a lot last week, Andy and I did, about the meeting that the GOP was having this past Saturday, August the 5th, and the outcome of, and there was lots of things they went through, but the biggest thing that really I think was the sort of the topic of discussion was whether or not when it comes to General Assembly and the way the delegates vote, currently a Non-attendee is considered a no vote on any topic. They wanted to change that, and I think it was ballot measure number seven at this last week's meeting, whereby they wanted to change that to if you didn't show up, it would be an automatic yes vote, which, again, really goes against any type of meeting structure or, or membership structure I've ever been a part of, by the way. I mean, I've, I've sat on lots of different boards and different things over the years. And what I will tell you is anything I've ever sat on, if you didn't show up, you were just a no vote, period. Your vote, it's not there. It doesn't count. It's not an automatic yes. It's a no because you're not there. You're not there. to. And, and I've been in some, some situations in different boards, ministry boards, church boards, and so on, to where there were some things that, frankly, you would have wanted to pass. In fact, I think that particular individual, had they been there, would have wanted it to pass. But at the end of the day, because they weren't, for whatever reason, sick, gone, whatever, weren't there, that vote counted as no. And I can tell you there were some things in my life whereby certain things that even I wanted to pass, I wasn't in charge, but I wanted them to pass, but because the people that you needed to be there and vote yes along with you weren't, it didn't pass. That's how it works. Now, in my case, did I like that? No, I didn't like it. Did I not like it enough to where I was going to come up with something that would say, okay, from this point forward, if you're not here, you're a yes vote? No, I would not have done that either. That goes around, in my opinion, that's an end around of the rules. That's my opinion. That's how I look at it. Well, fortunately... I say fortunately because it was probably closer than I would have wanted it to be. But fortunately, on Saturday, only 55% of those that were there in attendance to vote on number seven, only 55% voted for that, and that wasn't enough. 
they needed, I believe, 70, I think it's two-thirds. They needed about 75% to go that way. Am I right on that, Charlie? 70% roughly? I think, I, I know it's two-thirds. I, I got to do the math. So two-thirds would have been, what, 66%, so close to 70. They didn't have that. Still too close for my liking. 55 is still too much, which means there's 55% of you that possibly, or there may be some of you in that 55% listening to me now is what I should say. Shame on you, by the way. I'm, I'll say it straight up. Shame on you. You're trying to do an end around a system that has functioned this way for years, eons. As I just said, I've served on many, many, many a board in my day whereby if you weren't there, your vote counted as a no. And I was on most of the boards I sat on. If you weren't there, there was no proxy either. You could not give your vote to someone else. And, and by the way, I think most organizations, churches and otherwise, are run exactly that way. I've never known of one that's any different. Most do not allow proxy, and most, if you don't show, it's a no. And they do that on purpose because that's the fair way of doing it, by the way. If you really want something to pass, then you better get after it, figure out how to get X amount of people on your side, get them to show up, vote the way you'd like them to vote, and then take your chances on how things come out. That's how it's supposed to work. You don't get a pass by just saying, ah, and nobody that shows is a yes. Th- that is lame, folks. Lame. Whoever thought that that was a good idea to run this past Saturday, you're a moron. I Straight up, you're a moron. You are not what I consider to be a conservative. You're the opposite. You're doing an end around. That's not what conservatives do. A true conservative would sit back and say, okay, what do I need to do to get this next item passed? Who do I need to get on my team? How do I get this handled? How do I do the legwork necessary? You get where I'm coming from. To do an end around and just say, ah, no, your no shows a yes vote, that is the ultimate lameness of lameness. And I know there's some of you listening that were in that 55%, I'm sad to say. So, folks, I don't get where that's coming from. Somebody said a yes vote was to wake up people to what you flipping rhinos are doing. Wake up. I'm not a rhino. And also says do some more flipping research. What research would you like me to do? Whoever's texting this, what would you like me to do for research? What, what part of that do I have wrong? Number seven was to change a non-show or no-show into a yes vote. And, and no, I don't look at that as a wake-up call. Sorry, that's not how this works. You can't run meetings and organizations that way. That is wrong. Flat out wrong. Please call in. Tell me where I'm off on my thought process on what was trying to be done and where I'm, where I'm wrong. Please, somebody tell me where I'm wrong. This particular person texting me as we speak right now, tell me where I'm wrong. Specifically, don't give me this flip and wake up and do your research. I research every day far more than you all do. I can guarantee you that. Far more than you do. I'll stand on that all day long. Anybody that listens to me know I do my research. So the next text message is, wake up. They're showing you what the rhinos are doing in Colorado. They're using that to get your flipping people through the 
through doctors that wake up. I, that makes, by the way, that text message makes no sense. They're using the no vote to pass things. No, they're not. Wrong. Wrong. It is. Somebody says, this isn't the same, John. Yes, it is. See, those of you that are listening, and this particular individual is texting, you you can't have it both ways. You can't have one set of rules to run your organization this way, and then everybody else gets the other set of rules that are pretty standard, by the way, in the world today. You, You don't get it both ways. Like I said, if you would like something to pass at General Assembly, then get your butt off of your chair and go out and do the work necessary to garner the votes you need to get whatever it is you want passed, passed. On the same token, if it's so outlandish that it's not going to pass anyways, then no, you don't get a pass by having everybody that doesn't show get an automatic yes vote. It doesn't work that way. Please tell me where I'm wrong in this. That's not how this works. If you want something to pass, then go do the work necessary to make it pass. Otherwise, shut up. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. And for somebody to be as arrogant as they are to tell me to go do the research, sorry, you don't get to say that. You go do the research. You don't get it both ways. Those of you that call yourself conservative... And then want to do an end around? No, no, no. And you don't get off by just calling me a rhino because it doesn't work that way. I'm not a rhino either. I'm as far from it as you'll ever see. I'm frankly probably more conservative than all of you that are in that 55%. I just have a different way of doing it than you do. I want strategy. I want to know where are we going. I want to know what the goals are. I don't just want rhetoric. I want to know how are you going to help us win? What is your strategy of winning? And no, strategy of winning is not taking a no vote and turning it into a yes vote. The the improper way, by the way. That is not winning. That is not strategy. That's gaming the system. That's what that is. And no, telling me that I'm full of BS is not an answer either. (laughs) Again, somebody, please, this particular texter, give me some factual evidence of where I'm wrong. Telling me I'm full of BS is not an answer. That's a coward way out. Now you sound like a Democrat. You can't answer my question, so you just call me names. That's what Democrat, by the way. So if you're one of the 55%, tell me you're not in a factual manner by not calling me names like Democrats do. Give me some evidence to tell me I'm wrong and show me, please. Show me anywhere where turning somebody's no show, you know, no show into a yes vote is the right way to do things. Please, for the love of God, show me that. You won't because you can't, because you're wrong. Like Charlie just said, it's a desperate move. You can't win any other way, so we're going to take the no-shows and turn them into yes votes. Folks, that is not how you run a party. Sorry, that is not how you do it. If you think that's the right way to run the party, we will never win anything in this state moving forward. As I've said many times since this last election, which, by the way, I'm not, I'm not boasting, but I called it, folks. I called it within a few points of who would win what race. I know that because we, as a party, have no 
strategy. None. And doing an end around to create strategy is not how this works. You can say I'm full of BS all day long. You can tell me to wake up. You can tell me that I'm wrong. You can tell me to go do more research. You're wrong, flat out. You can be all mad at me that you want. Go look in the mirror. Be mad at yourself. You're the problem, not me. Go figure it out as to how this works. Okay? You're... This particular party and where we're at right now in this current leadership, if you guys don't figure out some strategy and what to do, we're not winning dog catcher. And I mean that. We will not win dog catcher. Period. Last comment from this texter. Again, not proving anything. I, I don't I wish. Please give me some information that would prove I'm wrong. Thank God Dave Williams and his are in there. Okay, and what are they going to do to get us across the finish line? What's Dave doing to take us across the finish line? Because what I saw on Saturday is not taking us across the finish line. Sorry, that's not going to do it. So please, somebody, tell me how this works or how it's supposed to work. Extreme Auto Repair is up next. Make sure you take care of your vehicle as we head into the fall and winter months, and they can do that for you. Find them at RushToReason.com. The hot temps around the Denver metro area are just getting hotter. And Extreme Auto Repair wants you and your vehicle to stay cool. When the heat outside swelters, you are at a much higher risk of your engine overheating and failing, leaving you stranded and waiting on a tow. You know to check your coolant frequently, but did you know that low engine oil can also cause your engine to overheat faster? This is especially important in the mountains where your car is driven much harder than on flat ground. Simple things like regular oil changes done on time with Extreme Auto Repair can help protect your engine and keep you safe. In the harsh and ever-changing Colorado weather, it's important to make sure that your car is always in tip-top shape. And Extreme Auto Repair will help you make that happen. Appointments are required for services and inspection. So to schedule your visit to Extreme Auto Repair, go to klzradio.com extreme today. Flesh Law is next. Kevin Flesh, any questions you have when it comes to the legal end of things, please give Kevin a call today, 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303 806 8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. KNR Home Transitions, folks. Anything you need when it comes to buying, selling a home, they take the stress out of it. Find them today at klzradio.com. You need to sell your home, but it needs some remodeling. 
That sounds simple. All you need to do is source contractors, research the market to find out what buyers are looking for, direct the work to be done, hire someone to clean up the mess, do the work, shoot photography and list the home, negotiate with buyers, make concessions and redo some of the work you already did. Oh, okay. That doesn't sound very simple. But there is a better option. You can hire Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions and let them partner with Reup to handle the updates without paying a dime up front. Reup will remodel your home based on what will sell and increase value. They will do the work, clean the mess, and Kat and Robin will market and list the home to sell fast. K&R will help you navigate the process start to finish. You can let them do the work and enjoy the additional cash you make from selling a highly marketable home faster than you could have. Go to klzradio.com home to learn more about K&R Home Transitions and REOP. The good news for seniors on Medicare is that you have more options today than ever before. The challenge is that all of these new options can be very confusing and making the wrong choice can cost you thousands of dollars more out of your pocket. Call Paul Lenigro at GIA Insurance and his team of Medicare specialists will help you find the right plan for your needs. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Veterans Windows and Doors is next. Again, as we head into fall and winter, make sure you're all sealed up, ready to go. Dave can help you with all of that, 40% off right now. Find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors doesn't want you to fall prey to gimmicks like heat lamps. They want you to make a wise decision based on facts. Owner Dave Bancroft says making sure your windows are up to code and properly labeled is just the first step of the installation process with Veteran Windows and Doors. Dave promises their windows and doors meet the energy efficiency requirements, are right for your area of Colorado, and are correctly labeled at installation. The NFRC label is attached to the Energy Star label, and both must be energy efficient or you will not receive any of the generous rebates that are available to you. Also, you need a transferable lifetime guarantee on the windows and doors that you invest in for your home, and owner Dave Bancroft provides that peace of mind, too. Veteran Windows and Doors prioritize integrity over gimmicks because in the end, it's not about the show. It's about the facts. Go to klzradio.com window today for windows and doors that stand the test of time. This isn't rage radio. This is real, relatable radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Robert, you are next. We're short on time, but I'll let you go. Go ahead, sir. Okay, I don't think you're a rhino, but I think a lot of the people who have been running this uh, GOP here in Colorado in the past have been. No, I won't and deny I that. I'm, I'm not okay. going to argue that, Robert. I, I, you know, Again, I don't have specifics on each individual person because I don't know them that well, so I can't make a blanket statement. But I will tell you there's a lot of people – let me just say it this way. There's a lot of people that look at politics differently than I do that have been running the party. Let's say it that way. I got that. Now, my understanding is it takes 75% of the people, uh, of, of the whole uh, committee, uh, to vote on this type of thing to change it. I think that's and correct. It's not based, and it's not based on, let's say, 100 people go. It's not based on 75% of the 100 people that go. It's based on the 75% of the total uh, committee. I so believe that is correct. People, right. So if 100 people don't go, there's no way to even change anything. That is correct. And, and so that bar is way too high. Maybe it should be 75% of the people that go. 
Well, and again, those are things that the executive committee would need to figure out. And then, again, these are things that, to my knowledge, would then have to be voted on by the party to determine what goes next. And I'm not I'm not saying that that threshold shouldn't change based upon the people that are actually in attendance. But that's a different conversation than making a no show be a yes vote. Yes, and I and I've been on boards too. I get that. I'm I'm, a, I'm on a board where the people it's an automatic no vote, which is a drag, right? Because in a yeah, most of, happen, in fact, Robert, every single board I've ever served on, that's exactly how it is. And it can be set up any way you want it to be set up. So just because it's not set up a certain way doesn't mean that's wrong. And maybe we need to revisit that because right now we can't even win dog catcher. No, we, we can't. can't. And, I, and, and I just said that many times. Now, I will say, though, back to just really quick, your, you know, if you don't show to a particular meeting and you're a delegate or you're a voting member of said meeting or said organization, I am not in favor of just saying if that person is a no-show, it's a yes. I just think that goes against everything humanly possible of what that person would or wouldn't want. You don't know their thoughts. I understand that. But we have a big problem in the COLOGP for the last year. You know what we have you know what our biggest problem though Robert and I'll just kind of close with this our biggest problem in the COGOP in my opinion is we lack leadership Robert we need somebody to come along that will steer this ship in the right way that will garner the support necessary the funding necessary the right candidates place those in the right areas and start winning this is a leadership problem we have right now. Well we have a different leadership and they want to do things differently I get it some people like it. Some people don't. The problem is we're trying to get out of the open primary, which is killing us. Yeah, I, and I, again, I, I will not deny that, Robert, but the way they're trying to do it is not the right way either. Man, I would do it any way possible. I'd offer free buffets. I would do whatever it takes to get out of this. Well, I'm, I'm not arguing that, but the way they're trying to do it with what they did with number 7 this last weekend is not the right way. Listen, the people knew it. They could go. They could vote. That's what we're all about. There you go. There you go. I mean, I mean, Robert, like I said earlier, if you want something to pass at General Assembly, then do the legwork necessary to get that measure to pass. It's as simple as that. I've been there in these type of organizations and done it. It's called work, Robert. I understand. I understand. I'm not fighting against you. No, no, I'm with you. You 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 and I are on the same page. I get it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'll let you go, Robert. That's it for the show today. Thank you. Andy and I will talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, and I appreciate you all, by the way. And the text message I got earlier, I was misunderstanding. He was saying that basically they were trying to, this last weekend, expose some of those folks that were thinking incorrectly. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Andy and I will. We'll be back then. Have a great night. The first hour plays next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.